0: Company in the Finley Toyota Studio
1: on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, here we go. Cofield and Company on a Thursday. Demond is here as the company. Uh, lots of good guests coming up. We'll do a preview of the New York Giants, who are going to be in town with lots of their fans. Some of their fans. We'll see. I assume that most of the New Yorkers, New Jersey whatever they're called and I'm from the Garden State, but New Jerseyites, New Jerseyans, folks from Connecticut, tri-state area people, if they book their trip to Las Vegas, um, the Giants really stink. The Jets are, to me, sort of phony. I assume that most of their fans booked before the season and that they're still making the trip to Vegas, so we'll see. We'll see. I have no idea what it's going to look like for Raiders fans these next two games. I mean, are they going to bow up and be like, yeah, we got to get out to the games? It's time for optimism, Steve. Is it? Celebration. Is it? New era. The Giants-Raiders game is going to be one of the more interesting games of the season, and there'll be a bunch of these between teams that are like, we want a top five pick. And the Giants last week, I don't think there's been a more obvious, hey, we're going to manage the tank as closely as possible than what the Giants did last week, where they would not let their third-string quarterback in a tight game throw a pass in the second half. That was crazy. So we're going to get to that inside of 10 minutes. We'll bring on uh, one of the experts on the Giants from WFAN in New York. We got hockey on tap over on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Jets are in town to take on your Golden Knights. Golden Knights at 9 0 1 are a slight favorite at minus 135. And again, uh, the game goes down at 7 o'clock. So coverage starts up in just a little bit over on Fox Sports Las Vegas with Ryan, the hockey guy, Ryan Wallace. And of course, on the broadcast and on radio, double dipping. All duties around VGK, Darren Millard. So that's coming up over on Fox Sports Las Vegas. VGK Talk on Cofield and Company is brought to you by Learn and Rowe, your personal injury attorneys. Now, for this studio and in particular across the way, for Damon, this is kind of juicy tonight. Oh, yeah. You just said optimism. The optimism is back. I think for the three and four Tennessee Titans. They get an interesting date on the road here against Pittsburgh. I think they're basically the same team. I think both of them are about seven wins, and they're both about seven, maybe eight wins because, in large part, their quarterback situation. Now, I will say, for me, I've seen what I needed to see from Kenny Pickett. I saw Brooke Pryor from ESPN, ESPN.com said, Pickett is expected to start. Boy, oh boy, which says a lot about how much they trust Mitch Trubisky. Like, if Pickett's not 100%, to me, the gap between Pickett and Trubisky is not that big, but I guess they think it's big. I'm more optimistic, and it's only a one game sample, and I bet you DeMon is about the quarterback situation on the other side. Now, there's a lot of question marks, but Will Levis at least showed something last week, and there he is right before Halloween. Climbing out of the ground, out of what we thought was the grave. Was that a mega DeAndre Hopkins sighting?
2: Oh, oh yes, yeah, Steve. That's what they brought him in for. <laughs> Steve, I'm just going to go cliche here. Yeah. You know what I'm doing this weekend? No, not, you know, not this weekend. You know what I'm doing tonight? I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Oh, I've no. got money on the Titans. Oh, no. I'm taking
1: the over I, on Will Levis' touchdowns. I feel like when you came over to the show... From Raider Nation Radio 920, it's Damon that you are basically a non-better, you are a neophyte in the sports betting world, and now we're making bets left and right on the show, uh, you're getting your car repoed, not because of gambling debts, but you're still rolling whatever, the sports dice, whether you have financial troubles or not, are you really betting this game? You, are you, really?
2: I'm taking the over one and a half. Plus 180. Join me if you're listening. Will Levis touchdowns one and a half. Easy two touchdowns. <laughs> Let's go.
1: You know you're supposed to bet with your head, not your heart. And it's also, it's double damaging, at least my philosophy, it's double damaging when you're very much into your Tennessee Titans or, in my case, New York Jets or in uh, JVT's case, the Indy Colts. You're looking potentially at a double disaster because it hurts losing with your team in the NFL, but when you sprinkle some money on it, uh, oh, it's a really freaking giant gut punch if you lose the game and you lose bets on your team.
2: I also sprinkled a little something on the over for uh, Hopkins receptions. This oh was, wow! This was discussed, you're loading up. This was discussed with me and Dangerous Danny from the press box before he left work today. So you uh, know what? I because I thought I learned my lesson.
1: Please tell me he did not agree with you, and yes, that's sparing Oh, is he good or is he a mush?
2: <laughs> we're gonna find out.
1: We're gonna find. We're out. gonna find out tonight. Are you good? Or are you mush? I mean, i late. You've been great.
2: Here's where I, where you where You talked about hey betting nah. with your heart. I lost a parlay last night. The leg that I lost it on, the Grizzlies, haven't won a game all season, and I thought the Utah Jazz. Come on, this could this sure. could be the win.
1: Well, we're gonna run by because I think your philosophy on the Grizz is. They're due. They're due. That is always a really solid – and it's not. Uh, We'll run that by Brad Powers, who is a professional sports gambler, who does put uh, more than a few shekels on sports. We'll see if they – they're due is something that that he likes. Okay. I said yesterday, my lord, with McDaniels fired and Ziggler out, with nine games left in the season – We have 10 weeks plus of Raiders coaching chatter. And right out of the gates, I see the story that the Washington Commanders and Josh Harris, their new owner, may make a run at Bill Belichick. And I'm listening to – I listen to all our stations. I love sports talk radio. You know that. And today I was like, let me go over to 1230 the game. Now, truth be told, I actually did listen to the World Series Game 5 last night. I listened to the ninth inning. So I get in the car today, and, well, 12.30, 30 was still on. And I hear the voice of Patrick Maher, big fan of his, and his talented sidekick, Justin Swedelson, who I, I think is like through the roof talent, over at Veasan, which we run on twelve thirty, and I think it's the uh, Sports Map Network. And then I hear Swedelson say, "Boy, the compensation battle, the trade battle between the Commanders and the Raiders to get Belichick." Is going to be through the roof. And then they go to the hard break. I'm like, that was by design. Because I'm in the car and I'm like, <laughs> damn it! You idiots! Why did you say that? I respect this guy, Dustin. I texted him right away and I just said, G-T-F-O-H. Get the... out of here. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel as sort of a Raider... I think you root for him more than everyone else on the show.
2: 1,000% I do.
1: Is there any shot that Mark Davis would get involved with the Patriots again and bring the true Patriot west? Belichick in a trade to the Raiders. Steve, I'm not going to say there's 0% chance,
2: but if Mark Davis has an inkling of what's going on with this fan base, there is no way in hell that he says, you guys, McDaniels was a mistake. That's on me. But we're going to bring the official well, Patriots West and get Bill Belichick. The fan base would literally revolt. There is no way. Just saying it, when you when you mentioned it, I wanted to just throw my head back and laugh. This is the part where we all laugh. The, the compensation bidding war? It stops at nothing because
1: they're not picking up the phone to make the call. The hottest of all hot takes. Belichick to the Raiders. And it would cost compensation. I'm telling you right now, uh, Swedelson is out. I don't want to say his last name. I'm friends with him. Swedelson is out. Get JVT on seven days a week. Get him on seven days a week. The Raiders are not trading for Bill Belichick. And... You know, we'll get into this more. I'm not sure who's going to give up any compensation, and if someone wants to trade for him, you think Belichick's going to be like, what a great situation! I'm old, and I get Sam Howell and the Commanders! What?
0: Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio on ESPN Las Las Vegas.
1: All right, crazy time right now in Raiders land. Uh, Even crazier time going on with the New York Giants. So you got two teams who I think, and we're halfway through the season, are really trying to freaking lose out here. So I don't know what the hell's going to happen on Sunday. I know Danielle McCartan from WFN is going to be in town this weekend. She's coming out for the game. She covers the Giants. She's a football fan. She loves Las Vegas. Danielle, how are you?
3: Thanks for having me.
1: All right, before we get to all the stuff with the uh, Giants and the Raiders, we were just talking about some of the rumors out there that the uh, Washington franchise, the former Redskins, may make a run at trading for Bill Belichick. If you owned a franchise, would you trade for Bill Belichick?
3: Um, it depends on where I'm at in, in in my timeline, right? I don't think the Commanders are close at all. So in that case, no, I wouldn't make a trade. But I don't know if I'm the Jets and I if that's the final. Wow! Wait a second. <laughs> what? If that's if that's the final piece, then yes, I'm doing it.
1: Danielle, were you not around when the Jets gave Belichick the job, and then he delivered his resignation note on a cocktail napkin? We, we yeah, you, what, you what can't go, you team can't team? do this again.
3: I might, I might, yeah, I might have been still in diapers then, but yeah, I, I know the story.
1: Okay, uh, you weren't in diapers, but but it was it was an awful what time. It was an awful time, and and here's the thing: you got to look at it from Belichick's standpoint. Um, unless the Jets solve their quarterback situation in a big way. Belichick is going to look for a ready-made situation, um, and the Raiders are not a ready-made situation. I don't think the Commanders are a ready-made situation. Um, there is an interesting situation that could unfold in L.A. with the Chargers. Like That would be a job I'd be interested in.
3: Yeah, I, I think the the Chargers have some good pieces in place. I mean, we figure out the quarterback, which we know Bill Belichick um, is pretty good at that. Uh, yeah, I would think that's an attractive position if, if of course— there's going to be a vacancy there. Um, I'm trying to think where else. I don't even know. The, uh, like those bubble teams, those ready-made situations, where Tom Brady went to – that's why he went to, to Tampa Bay too. They were a ready-made situation. So, yeah, Tom uh, Bill Belichick at this point in his career is not looking for a rebuild. So, if it's the Chargers, fine. I don't think it's going to be the Raiders. Although, you know, Tom Brady's got a little hand in the Las Vegas Aces. You never know.
1: Oh, my God. That Talk about uh, – I think the Jets fan would be pissed about it. Most would. Raiders fans would feel such a betrayal if uh, MD turned around after uh, bringing in Patriots West, the experiment the first time, McDaniels flopping, and then they're like, ah oh, let's bring in Belichick. Um, were you surprised that McDaniels and the GM went bye-bye at this point in the season, the middle of the season?
3: Yeah, in the middle of the night over here, too. Yeah. Yes, I woke up and I saw the news. And I was like, what the – wait a minute. My biggest thing is if you're going to fire the general manager and the head coach – But let them survive the trade deadline. Like, what's the? Why is that? What's the timeline on that? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, So yeah, it was surprising, especially at this point in the season. I mean, Garoppolo's back. I mean, they're not out. They're not mathematically eliminated just yet. I mean, they've. I guess they've got. They feel like they've got something really good in Antonio Pierce. I'm not convinced.
1: Uh, Do you like the storyline of Pierce, a former Giant, going against the Giants in his first game?
3: Yeah. And the jets next week. Right. So the two New York teams. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, I do it, It's it, you're going to hear about it at nauseum on the TV broadcast for sure. Uh, but yeah, it's an interesting, it's intriguing, right? You know, you got a guy who's got his first shot at a, at a, uh, you know, being a head coach for the first time in his entire career, won a super bowl with the giants captain of the defense on the super bowl winning giants. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely intriguing. Um, It'll be weird, I think, for Giants fans to watch TV and see him wearing the different colors for sure. But um, listen, the guy has worked his way up a little bit at least. He, he knows the game, plays the game. But my only concern for the Raiders for him is that you know he, he, was, he was the captain of the defense. And the Raiders offense, I mean, you know better than me, but the Raiders offense seems to be struggling. Uh, I think it was, what, 77 total yards in the air last week or something like that. I'm not sure how helpful he could be there. Uh, but that's why you delegate, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great to see. I actually, I, I plan on, I plan on cheering for him when they announce him at the stadium on Sunday. Traitor.
1: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> why not? Yeah, that, that's fine. That's fine. Daniel,
2: something- he's, a, he's
3: like, he, he, I mean, he's not old enough yet. I don't think, but he's like a legacy giant. He could be a yeah. legacy giant,
2: no doubt. Yeah, he's got a ring, Daniel. I've got to ask something. I'm intrigued about is how are New York Giants fans taking in the Darren Waller experience?
3: oh man it's a little bit of a little little bit of a roller coaster um if you're if you're a smart fan not a fanatic but you know a a logical smart fan you knew this was going to be the potential you knew he was coming in with an injury history you knew it and here we are right the hamstring injury and I had him I was saying I had him in a parlay last week and he was out in the first quarter and I was like are you kidding me it was a pretty good parlay i researched it best laid plans you know but um yeah, I mean he was he was the piece, right? And he was the the guy that was going to make this offense go, and and he did while he was there. But, and, uh, you know, yeah, here we are, hamstring injury. But it's it's been a little bit of a roller coaster. But I think if you knew this coming in, it's not a shock. He's an electric player. You guys know that he's an electric player. And I just you know, I don't know. Wish wish he was healthier to stay out there on on the on the field. He's a when, game changer.
2: When it comes to injuries, are fans happy that Daniel Jones is back?
3: It depends on who you ask. Honestly, um, uh, for me, yeah, I am happy he's back. I, I think Daniel Jones is a big time quarterback. Uh, may not look like it at all times, but then again, if if Andrews Thomas starts um, on Sunday, that's going to be their eighth different offensive line combination in nine weeks. I mean, it's hard to look good behind something that looks like that. You know, Saquon Barkley's back. I based on my research, Daniel Jones quarterback rating increases 17 points, even just with Saquon Barkley on the field. So I'm excited for him to be back to show what he can do. Fans that want the giants to tank for a new quarterback that don't ever believe in Daniel Jones and will do anything to justify that, that they're not going to be happy that he's back. And they're going to hope that he, you know, that he fails and the giants tank and they go get a new quarterback, which is amazing to me after they just gave him the vote of confidence in that huge contract. So, um, It depends on who you ask. But for me, yeah, I'm really happy to see him back. I can't wait.
1: Giants and Raiders going at it here in uh, Vegas. It's a back-to-back situation with the New York teams coming west to Vegas. It's a 125 kickoff at the Owl. Uh, Did you like the trade deadline move by the Giants and uh, moving Leonard Williams and actually getting a second-round pick back?
3: Yeah, I thought it was a good return, a really good return for for uh, Leonard Williams. Um, it's, I'll be curious to see how the defensive line now responds. I mean, Dexter Lawrence is a game uh, disruptor, and Kayvon Thibodeau is working his way up that way too. But um, surprised, no, because the Giants, right before the trade deadline, don't quote me on this, but it was like something around $1.3 million of cap space. That's all they had. That might not have lasted him through the rest of the season. So while I'm not surprised it was Leonard Williams, I was kind of expecting it to be a Dory Jackson Uh, He had a $19 million uh, cap hit this season. I think it was a little bit less, a little under than Leonard Williams. But either way, you knew, if you're a Giant fan, you knew somebody was getting moved, and it wasn't. The top four paid players on the Giants, it's Leonard Williams, it's Daniel Jones, it's Saquon Barkley, who they could tag again next year, and it was a Dory Jackson. So one of those, well, two, really, two of those guys were really had options to be moved, and and they went with Leonard Williams. I thought it would be a Dory Jackson, but no, not surprised. And a good
1: return. Let's go back to last week. How exactly do you describe what went on between the Jets and Giants?
3: <laughs> um, a disaster. I mean, they both deserved to lose that game. I I, I was hoping it was going to end in a tie because neither of them uh, deserved to win that game. It was. I mean, I'd rather watch high school football. It was. Uh, it was crappy weather. Watching two awful, awful teams. I mean, I think Don Bosco Prep or 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 Bergen Catholic could have beat them at that point. Uh, awful. It was just the worst football I've ever seen. Gouge your eyes out. Bad.
1: Giants fan. they know what they were watching, though, right? I know there were dummies in the stands who were, you know, chanting, throw that ball or throw the ball. They're, they don't want to win games. I mean, DeVito's on the field. They're trying to minimize their chances at winning.
3: Well, no, I wouldn't say that because they're all, DeVito's their third string quarterback. As you know, Daniel Jones is hurt. Tyrod Taylor took one to the ribs. Mm-hmm. He went to the hospital. He stayed overnight at the hospital. So, because Devito is in the game, I mean, they had no other choice. the other quarterback on their roster listed as a quarterback in an emergency situation was Saquon Barkley, and that was it. That's right, all. But they, they, had. they have the cho-
1: Danielle. They have the choice of throwing the ball. If he's on an NFL roster, I watched the guy play at. Syracuse and Illinois and I'm mm-hmm. familiar with him from Northern Jersey. He went to Bergen Catholic right? He can throw the ball. Right. They, they yeah, put a quarterback to- on the field and acted like uh, they were in the Niners situation with McCaffrey. Throw the ball. Yeah. They're trying not yeah. to win.
3: Well, right. He went to Don Bosco if I'm not mistaken oh, but mistake. which is not far up the road there but um, listen throw the ball. I was yelling throw the ball at the TV but I don't think that was a tank situation. I think oh, that was God. a he was just elevated from the practice squad the day before. I, I think that was an unprepared situation for him. I don't think it was a, a non-talent situation.
1: Uh, very volatile.
3: Very volatile. Uh, see, right?
1: Lots of yelling. We, we're just doing it here. What exactly happened with yeah. Carl Banks and Brandon Tierney, or actually Sal Licata on your station?
3: Yeah, well, well one more point on the, the yeah. uh, DeVito thing. I just think that that Dabo was playing not to lose the game, because if you put it in the air and receiver ran a wrong route, he throws it in the wrong spot, that game was over. So, um, I, I agree. I want him to throw it, but I think it was a, more of an unprepared situation and um yeah that other stuff's a little crazy um you know obviously we, we, we were just arguing you and I just got loud but yep. it's respectful you know and, and we have a respect for each other and um just so you know um
1: DeMond was looking down but the entire time he started arguing with me I I started doing the cut sign to cut you off just drop her because that, <laughs> that's actually what happened with Carl Banks was getting annoyed with uh uh Brandon Tierney and Sal Licata, and Licata was like drop him
3: yeah, that that was the part that I didn't like, and I would tell Sal that to his face. Uh, you don't, as much as you disagree with somebody, you know. And, and he was the one who asked for it. He was like, "Tell us, please, tell us." And then when Carl Banks tried to explain it to him, it just got really disrespectful really quickly, and and he and he dumped them. It, it was like he was he treated them kind of like a bad caller, and he dumped them, mm. and they were shouting. It to me that's that's. Um, I don't know. I I know I would never do that. You know, you have a guest on your show, a paid guest at that, where the Giants radio network, um, you, you have them on to give insight and stuff and you ask them the questions, you you disagree with it a little bit, and then you explain your opinion after they're off the phone, but to to cut him off like that. Um, and he's canceled his spot. He, he he canceled last night. they, They, the news came out that he has canceled his spot, the weekly spot with WFAN Carl Banks did. So uh, yeah, I mean it's a tough situation, you know, because it's you know my team, but the disre- the, le- the the argument was fine, I guess, but the the disrespect of the the cutoff, I didn't like that personally. No,
1: you're coming out here as a fan. You're going to be watching the game, the Raiders and the Giants. What are your must hit spots in Vegas now?
3: Yeah, you know, um, I always try to get to the Italian American Club over there on Sahara. Nice. Um, know the owners, you know, know the voted president for many years, uh, the Casaro family. Um, they're always great to me, but. You know, I've been there so many times, as you know, and I always like to try to do something different, you know, every single time I go. I like to change it up. Um, And really, I mean, wherever you are, I love I love seeing you wherever my friend Christina is. I love seeing her and and her family. And so, um, yeah, I just try to switch it up every time. I think my dad and I are going to head to the for the first time to switch it up. The uh, the Ferris wheel at the link this time. I know we haven't done it yet, but yeah, I think we're going to try that Saturday night. That's
1: a good one. And are you tailgating somewhere out by uh, Allegiant?
3: Yeah, yeah. there's a group of Giants fans that uh, that travels pretty well. So we'll be part of them, and uh, we we'll head over to Allegiant, and then I think the after party, and, and you're invited, and you guys are all invited. Anybody listening, uh, not that I'm getting a cut out of this, please, but <laughs> it's at the, the bar at Mandalay Bay. I forgot the name of it, uh, the sports bar. Starts with an F.
1: Now I'm completely Jeez. blanking on all the property. Oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Up on the what strip. Flankers?
3: Flankers, yeah, that's it. There after the game, we're going to go back there, yes.
1: All right, Giants celebration party maybe maybe hopefully i think yeah.
3: so i'm tempted to pick them in my the survivor pool actually
1: with uh daniel mccarton what, what the celebration <laughs> party uh danielle we'll see you in a couple days i appreciate the spot
3: all right see you anytime i'll see you sunday
1: cut her off that's it can we just cut off everyone the rest of the way i don't i don't know if vegas will get the joke yeah it's too new york it is too it's it's too new york um i like it though but I'm also not I'm not in that situation. Like, I don't know how well they know Carl Banks. I know Brandon Tierney, one of the hosts, shortly after the spot, flipped out on social media because I think Carl Banks, part of that was like Carl Banks was sort of telling him how to do a show. And Tierney was like, don't tell me how to do a show. Okay? Just come on with energy. Otherwise, shut the hell up. And then he reached out to him. They patched it up, but Carl Banks said, I'm not doing the spot anymore. So they've lost him. That's it. Giants fans don't get to hear one of the all-time great Giants on a radio show anymore. All right, hold on a second. Let me just finish that tweet I just sent out. It's all good. It's all good. We've got issues here, Daman. We've got issues at uh, Lotus Broadcasting. A lot of food issues. A lot of food issues. And, um, well... Someone from Cofield & Company walked in the break room where we're instructed to uh, eat and drink, and there was a basket from a client. I didn't pick up the name. I guess I should go grab it, but it was uh, little bags of popcorn, so we appreciate that unnamed client who dropped off the popcorn. Or maybe it was someone from sales or one of the admin folks who were like, you know what, let's, let's bring in some popcorn for everyone at the station. And... Then I noticed a a bag from a sub shop and the paper unwrapped with a – about a third of a sub sitting there. And I was like, oh, someone brought in subs. And then I examined closer. I got real close up to it too. Like got my nose like right on it. And there were a couple of bites out of it. And I was like, okay, this is weird. This is maybe a hazard. I'm worried about someone just grabbing and eating because that's happened here before. So – um, <laughs> someone someone filed it up apparently by wrapping up the sub and putting it in the popcorn basket so I don't know if the uh, original eater of the sub found the sub uh, but I do know we've come up with a new hashtag up on Twitter and it is hashtag demon is gone
2: oh really well oh, I, I, I feel, I feel sort gonna... of
1: safe on the show that anything that happens you will be blamed so,
2: I feel like that too, Steve. So you know what? <laughs> #Demont is gone. I'm just waiting for. You may as it. well embrace it.
1: It's gonna be a sub. Embrace it. You you fall. Your official fall from grace is that you wrapped up a sub to be hygienically in line with company policies.
2: I know we don't uh, we don't give free plugs here, but a sub above that'll be. <laughs> I know that's some sub shops
1: tagline. Yeah. That'll be that'll be uh I, that'll be my exit tweet. <laughs> my guess is the videos are rolling right now to find out who did it. So good luck, buddy. Sorry nice about that. Guess. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um NBA trades, NBA moves, NBA starts of the season, and of course more Travis Kelsey and other effery. It's holiday season, we gotta talk holidays as well. Jack of all trades. Expert on everything, as he likes to be branded, Xavier Pope, attorney out of Chicago, cultural contributor to Cofield and Company, is on the way.
0: Xavier Pope, lawyer, host of Suit Up News, legal and cultural contributor, he is live on Cofield and Company. Oh boy,
1: this is a disaster. Not Xavier Pope. Let's bring in Xavier to uh, help us solve a recent caper. Xavier, how are you?
0: Pretty good, Steve. How you doing, buddy?
1: Um, I'm sad. I, I have a weird sense of humor. So I walked into our break room here at the station group, and someone had a like a half a sub on the open piece of paper, and they had, there was a couple of bites out of it, but they just disappeared and left the sub there, right? So there was a little box that had some other food in it, so I wrapped up the sub as a little joke, and I put the sub in the box, right? So we found out who had the sub. They took the sub and threw it out. Like you threw it out, it was wrapped up. He's like, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know what happened to it. I think I'm in trouble. That is, Steve. Well, here's the thing. I went and do, did some more investigation. He, I asked him. I was like, Well, well I'll get you another one, right? And he's like, uh, You know, I asked, what kind of sub is it? And He's like, I don't know. Like, what do you mean you don't know? You were just eating it. So right now, Damon is rifling through the trash. He's trying to find out all the toppings of the meats and then we're during the show we're gonna have to execute a sub pickup. My stupid little joke has now turned into a giant pain in the ass.
0: That sounds really weird, man.
1: On my part, right?
0: That sounds weird on everyone's part. I'mond well, is trash and everything That's I
1: know. Well, do we have the toppings Damon? Is it that a, is that is it the italiano? He's popping on Mike now. Steve, I think the mystery goes even
2: further now. I rummaged around the top of the trash can. I looked at the official sub wrapping. Right. And the actual paper that the sub would come in. Flat, Steve. No sub to be found. Oh, he's playing a joke on me now. I think so, Steve. he's going to get a
1: new fresh sub?
2: He's not going to get over on you. Not on my watch, Steve. All
1: right. There you go, Xavier. I'm saying he ate the rest of that sub. That's why Demon is the MVP on the show. He just solved the caper. So do I still go get a sub? To stick it to the guy? No, you hold his feet to the fire. Make him admit that he ate the rest of that sub.
0: What do we do, Xavier? The, you, you, you get the sub for yourself, Steve.
1: Right? Just walk in eating his sub, the, the replica do, of
0: the sub, or just eat it. Just period.
1: I you know that's the funny thing is I talk about how cheap I am all the time. Like I told the story a few weeks ago of uh, we got wings on a Sunday and my girlfriend doesn't eat the whole wing. Like she's very picky and I saw the wings that she had thrown in a box that I was going to throw out, and I'm like, there's a lot of meat on those. I heated them up, and I ate the rest of the meat. I'm cheap. Did you make a sandwich out of the meat? Uh, no, I didn't I didn't pull it off. No, I actually <laughs> ate it off the bone. Can you imagine the, the scant amount of chicken on a chicken wing that's been three-quarter eaten? And I'm like, yeah, this would be a good sandwich. Yeah, we're weird. I'm weird. Sorry, that was a a story I thought would be funny, and then all of a sudden, uh, the guy claims he threw out the sub. So, Um, James Harden is weird. That's a good segue. Uh, Is he not? What What did he want, and did he really get what he wanted?
0: Steve, your guess is as good as mine. Uh, I I think what he wanted was out of Philadelphia, apparently. But I mean, the guy's been more. No MVP has been ever traded as much as James Harden. Uh so uh clearly I just think that he's a guy who wants to work wherever he wants to work in different cities and different in different strippers and different you know the get the, the stripper scene get old for him you know he got to find a new scene I mean and I, I think you know he he's he's entitled to his rights as an American citizen to forge his way out of cities to find a new city where he can make uh throwing dollars his own
1: Did you see uh Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith were talking and Barkley's like They had to get rid of him. They could not bring him back to Philly in front of those fans.
0: They they, they would not accept it. What do you think of that? James Harden would have even been in front of those fans. Come on. (laughs) We know. Actually, when the uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks were about to go to the World Series, they they had the class of booing the Arizona Diamondbacks as they were in a trophy presentation, as if they completely offended the city. They just won the game. That's it. No way James Harden would have been in front of them.
1: Uh, I saw you tracking uh, the other side of the Draymond Green Jordan Poole decision. I guess <laughs> the other the other side is Jordan Poole. Um, he's gonna score a lot, but I saw you make a comment on a shot that he took, and you're like, he looks like he's just screwing around in a game of twenty-one.
0: Yeah, you're playing Boston, and he Jordan Poole casually on a fast break, mind you, stops at the rim. Casually dribbling, then casually walks back to shoot a three and get uh, Chris Daprozingas completely blocked the shot because how casually he took it. And that's what frustrated a, a lot of Golden State Warriors fans about Jordan Poole in the past season when he was with them is that he, his casual approach to playing basketball and all the different turnovers he would make and all the dumb, dumb decisions he'd make on the court. Uh, and when he's way too talented in making decisions like that. Xavier,
2: I've got to ask you something. I've got to take it away from sports just for a second. Okay. You've got a whole thread about bacon, soda, and vinegar. But the question I've got a hack about working out in bacon soda. I like to work out. What's this Wait, what? hack with working out yeah, in bacon soda?
0: That's, yeah, that's this thread that's been going on my my timeline today because I had my 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 garbage disposal was clogged, and I I looked up Arm Haber has this formula for getting rid of a cloggy, smelly garbage disposal it is with uh vinegar and baking soda and it worked and so but I, i've used it for a lot of different things but i have a friend who he's an iron man multiple iron man, and he has used this hack of using a bit of baking soda about an hour into his peak activity working out and it's supposed to make uh, the lactic acid that comes to your muscles your muscles really aren't fatigued that's this lactic acid makes you feel like you're being taxed so taking it when you get there you won't feel taxed. You can go further. I use it today, and I gotta say it worked. Uh, I I I, I, go. I got to yeah. So I, I, it worked for me. Get peak exertion. I'm not. I'm not saying go out and do this, but it worked for me today. So baking soda uh, and uh, vinegar, man, they're, they're MVPs, man. Shaq and Kobe. So just a teaspoon, um, a handful, a, a handful. I mean, it was it, was a, little, it was a little bit. Of, it was a teaspoon. Uh, it, it, it and you just make sure you take it with water. But that's me. I mean, their studies have been done about this. Um, and, and So I looked it up. He sent me all these different articles before I actually did it. And I found it to be uh, – I'll try it again because I found it to be pretty effective in my workout today even.
1: So. Xavier Pope is with us. We're going to go get that sub and probably ask for some baking soda and vinegar on there. I think that's a good combination. Um, <laughs> all right. I You and DeMond both had thoughts on Cooper Flagg going to Duke. Uh, DeMond, do you want to start this off? Is this the biggest
2: win for white America in basketball of the decade?
0: Well, it depends if they win or not. But I mean, think of the 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 Latners, the Hurleys, uh, they all the all yeah, the, Shires, yep. the, the JJ <laughs> Reddick,
1: Woj, oh yeah, you
0: know, all the names too. Christian, they, their names very are very duke like. Uh, they all have the same haircut. They go to the same barber. I mean. I mean, they, like, they made up – a, he's a Duke factory. Just put him down – ship him down the line, send them straight to, uh, to, uh, to Durham.
1: Who could sing a better national anthem, Xavier Pope or Flavor Flav?
0: Oh, wow. Flavor Flav! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't give it a tip that a state would sing the national anthem. It's not going to happen. The fact that Flavor Flav actually knew all the words and enunciated in such a way – he really took it seriously, so a lot of fans actually were say he did a good job, which I was surprised to see. Uh, but you usually got one reaction: "Hey, uh, A for effort." Uh, other people are like, "Oh, no one wants to see Flavor Flav um, to the national ass I have an interesting story about smoking a blunt with Flavor Flav in L.A. Uh, fifteen years ago, but that's a whole other story.
1: Hmm. I did like what he said. He said, "I can't live my life worried about what people might say about me. Not going to let that stop me." That's a, generally a good mm-hmm. attitude.
0: Great attitude. It, from my me meeting Flay, was one of the most nicest, most nicest, most positive people I've ever met. Um, so that's been my experience with the guy. It seems to be how he's handled this situation with Anthem.
2: Xavier, I've got to ask. Just give me a peek inside the conversation. Did you ask him about Flavor of Love?
0: <laughs> no, I didn't ask him about Flavor of Love. Uh, but we, I, 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 I did talk about it maybe briefly, only because we both. We're on a dating show where that involved multiple women competing for our affection. I was on this show called Elimidate. Uh And so that was maybe the little bit of the conversation, but that was about it. Keep going. How'd that go? I've never heard You're this just story. throwing out all these random stories, like just
1: dropping <laughs> you know I mean?
0: nuggets. Yeah, well, it's funny because they did a reunion show years later, uh, a couple years ago for me. Where is Xavier now? How it all speaks about my, my younger self. It was such a wild thing to see how I acted when I was younger to go on these dates. It was a funny thing. Uh, yeah, so it's called eliminate. A limit date. Uh, four women, they vibe my affection. I have to eliminate one at a time. Um and it was a, it was it was a funny thing and I was a bad I was part of it. You look it up on YouTube actually.
1: Xavier Pope on Cofield and Company. Okay, your Twitter account. You know it's funny behind the scenes and we'll let people behind the curtain I don't know if this is like the greatest point, but I was asking you how you find your old tweets because I can never find my old tweets. And then the other day, you retweeted like five July 2020 tweets, and it was about dive bars. And I was kind of insulted by it. Um, I didn't get your rage over dive bars. That's my life.
0: I mean, dive bars are a overrated. Oh, uh, b they they smell like feet, old beer, yep. um, and and puke. Um and regret and regret. Wow. And regret.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's where most of my love life is. Uh, love life has emanated from. What do you mean regret? Oh, reg- you mean regret on the and other everyone's side? Everyone's
0: drunk when they're there. Yes, you're never non-drunk at a dive bar. The objective at a and the dive bar is either a place you start out and get really wasted drunk, and you forget to go to else, or you're already someplace else get drunk and then go there and get drunker than that because you're getting two dollar shots of whiskey and, oh, yeah. and PBR.
1: I, when you, when you made a reference to old style, I was like, God, I've only had it a few times, but I, and I know, are you going to rip it? I love old style. It's, (laughs) it is a cheap skanky beer and it is one of my loves.
0: It's a cheap, cheap skanky beer. (laughs) And in Chicago, old style is, in dive bars are, is extremely popular. That's the only place you're even going to find the stuff.
1: (laughs) Xavier Pope is up with Cofield and Damon, all right, I got to go back to Halloween for a second. You also had a big conversation about popcorn balls, and I don't know what those are. You
0: don't know what a popcorn ball? It's like no. kettle corn, but like a, but it's a ball together. They, the kettle corn aspect of it makes it one ball. They put it in a plastic. You, you kids get it for Halloween. You never got one of those kit uh Steve? No, no, no. So so many people grew up getting. What about you, Damon? Did you get a getting popcorn yes. balls again? You did. I, I think that Steve's doing a bit. Like how? No, I'm really you not? not. No, I'm not. <laughs> Like every kid had a pop, you had a popcorn ball, and a taffy apple, and all the different candy and stuff like that. So I just put it to uh, everyone: What is the one uh, treat, something good that you would get rid of, or whether it was skittles and uh, and Starburst, or whether it was a taffy apple, uh, and and whether it was a popcorn ball, or whether it was a uh, little mini chocolates. And many people wanted to get rid of the popcorn ball. I was insulted. That was m- one of my favorite parts of Halloween was getting the popcorn ball.
1: All right, I just I don't know the story. I'm not. I'm just not in the loop. I never had a popcorn ball, as you guys uh, are claiming that it's a good snack. Okay, so Halloween's just passed. We always have an issue. Thanksgiving, for a lot of people, kind of gets brushed over. I was at the airport last Friday uh, and checking my bag, and there was Christmas music, and I went gaga. I freaking love Christmas. I got to tell you, right now, all I want to do is leave the show and start my— Christmas decorations because my goal was to be twenty percent done by today and I haven't started yet. Is that a sick thing or or um, am I the most jolliest of all radio host in this country?
0: Well, my birthday is December twenty sixth, So my whole life is about Christmas. Mm. So I am I'm here for all the celebrations of Christmas. Uh, it's something that I, I I hold dear to my heart because I share this this wonderful day. And pretty much Christmas makes everyone celebrate my birthday for a whole month. So enjoy. It's a jolly great time, Steve. Decorate the home. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. la 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 La-la-la-la.
1: you want to come over and help decorate? No, not a chance. What? You just rifled through the garbage to find out the info on a sub. You won't help me <laughs> hand some lights? <laughs> okay. I mean, come on. This is a lift up. <laughs> I've got eggnog. i got cinnamon eggnog. It's like a week old, but so what? Yeah, you love old oh, stuff, man. man. You put yeah. some whiskey in there, a little brandy maybe. It's a good time. Wow. <laughs> you and watch a sports good time tomorrow morning. You can mobile bet. Yeah, look at Demond's like, no, you way. spot me at twenty to. Place uh, I have on to, a bet, and now I have to. I got to give you betting money too. Okay, <laughs> uh, we got to close on this for you, Xavier. Where are you with baseball? Where were you with this World Series? Because I I turned the game on last night on radio. I was like, I wonder what's happening here. I listened to the ninth inning, and I swear to you, and I was a gigantic baseball fan, that was the only part of the World Series that I heard or watched live.
0: Uh, I'm going to say that I've, I didn't watch any of it live. Oh, no. And I watched a lot of the baseball playoffs, a lot of it. So yeah. it was it was – uh, to catch none of it, yeah. I was part of the audience that didn't watch the World Series. Only, I mean, two markets that are never in, in the Rangers win for the first time ever. Diamondback, though, their second time ever in the World Series. Yep. Uh, you, you, then you didn't have any Boston Red Sox and New York Yankees, even in the playoffs at all. You had Texas Rangers take out the, the 99 win Rays, the, the 101 win Orioles. Then. Uh, they turned then take out the mighty Astros. Either the Astros or the Dodgers had been in the World Series seven consecutive years. So you pretty much had a lot of different dominoes that then the Phillies that were looked like they were going to be charging ahead, then they get taken out. Uh, that would have been a great draw uh, when they were in there last year. So you had all the different dominoes that fell into the place of the yep. two worst possible teams would make the matchup to be in the World Series, and so and then the series itself only lasted five games. Never had a chance to be. Even really competitive to have anything competitive to make anyone watch the last couple games of the series. And so that, all those things lined up together uh, made for our ratings dropped uh, on historic levels. All
1: right, Xavier, get that Christmas stuff out. Let's go. We appreciate the spot. Have a good weekend and we'll talk to you next week. Love you guys. There he is. Oh, DeMond moved away from the mic. Love you more. Yeah, Well, he didn't hear it. He didn't hear it. All right. Very entertaining three o'clock hour coming up. Uh, we got college football, and then we are going to do a block on a couple of these shows coming up of some college basketball preview with the Rebel season opening up next week.